right here, right now. Welcome to the podcast with your hosts, Katie and Moni. Get ready to share a laugh and be amused. It's time to tell our stories right here, right now. Hey, Monica. Oh, hey, Katie. How are you doing? I'm doing so good. How are you? I am doing great. It's just been a wonderful day. It has been. Mm-hmm. And a wonderful season. Yes, we are getting ready to be thankful and hopefully we're not waiting until Thanksgiving. Yes, <laughs> to be thankful. We've been kind of ritualizing that attitude of gratitude all year long. Yes, by paying attention to our surroundings and enjoying the big magic, the little magic, all the magical things that are happening all around us all the time. Mm-hmm. For Until, us, wait, what's going us. on on my social media? How, how much longer should I be scrolling here? Oh, wait, there's a world going on out there. Oh, let me let me pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we are. We're back. Mm-hmm. We're back. We're being mindful. We're being present. Squirrel. <laughs> it's a balance. It is a balance. And we fall off the wagon. We get back on the wagon. You know, it's just a cycle. You know, falling off the wagon is a funny uh, jargon to me. Is it like an idiom, kind of? I mean, you literally were on a wagon and you maybe got so drunk that you fell off back in the day and they had to, like, get you back on the wagon. (laughs) Or, like, to think of the last usage I had in a wagon, I was a kid. And if I would have actually fallen out of... The wagon that would onto be the floor. Terrifying. Forever, like yeah, Jarring that's, for that's, sure. That's trauma. And I think in that scenario, I definitely would want to get back on. Right. Right. Which so, is what we want to focus on. Today. Get back on that wagon. And not necessarily the connotated alcoholic wagon. It's just a general, like, we're all in this whatever idea you have going on wagon. Like, I have specific habits and maybe rituals or lack thereof that I need could benefit my life. Right. Like, I don't want to get gum disease. I know that I've got to protect my mouth and my teeth (laughs) bones. And so I've got to have this ritual where I wake up in the morning and first thing, floss, brush my teeth in a special certain way with this special certain toothbrush. And I'm going to use this special mouthwash that helps me make sure that I don't have this outcome of whatever. Or I do have this outcome, really. It's a healthy smile. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. (laughs) Spin it positively. Um, That ritual is probably very common amongst us, right? Yeah, it's reminding me of the book of the month that Monica and I have been reading, Loving What Is. Mm. She talks a lot about doing the dishes, about picking up socks when you want, when you feel wonderful in your clean home, yet you're angry every time you must clean it. Those are pretty unusual. So if you feel wonderful in your clean home, if your mouth feels wonderful being clean, then we ought to enjoy cleaning those things up. Enjoy keeping our bodies clean, mm-hmm. not necessarily next Thursday. If you're in America and oh. you're celebrating our holiday with us, maybe we can have a little lax, fall off the wagon a little bit, get back on. We just hang off the edge of the wagon. Yeah. Like, we- yeah, like, on like, the, get, like your skateboard and the San Francisco <laughs> tree. Okay, yeah. I was thinking like <laughs> skating behind it or something. That, yeah, that's cooler. I yeah. can't see myself doing that because yeah. I have a zero coordination on skateboards. So yeah, you're cool doing that behind us. I'm hanging off the edge like I was in Perfect. Camp. That's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> there she goes. She's actually holding her arm out. Um, <laughs> so Anywho. yeah. We're talking about rituals. 
intentional, deliberate, mindful, whatever reason you have in your life for wanting to incorporate some rituals. A few weeks ago, Monica and I started some morning rituals. I, mean, I did I them. I would say a few weeks. We've been doing them off and on for a lot longer a long than time. a couple weeks. You're like, right. It's been a thing. But we both said we were going to consistently do them. We kind yes, of were like, thing. we're going to do this thing. We're going to add these things. And we had our journal part and we had mm-hmm. this checklist part. And so mm-hmm. there were some added stops. Right. I did them diligently. Changed my life for about 16 days. <laughs> Day 17, I was like, my bed is so comfortable. <laughs> I don't want to wake up and do meditation and reading right now. I'm going to sleep. And day 18 came and went and 19 and 32. Oh, no. Katie. Yeah, it happened. So I have to say that there were a few days on my wagoning where I feel like I did just kind of hang off the edge during the travels that we had. I just modified what I was setting myself up to do. Like it wasn't necessarily, I had the whole morning routine, which is actually pretty elaborate. There's a lot of steps that I do to go through all the wakings of the things, but I did a few of them when I was, and not every day, like there was one or two days where nothing happened just because that's what happens. But to know I got, could get right back on the wagon and to not let that one slip up slip me up completely like it did for me but she's making me look real good right now (laughs) just kidding we're setting up for the fact that we believe and you hopefully can start to see this too is that you can reset your day anytime you can reset your goals anytime you can reset your year you can have a new year any day anytime i know this time of year a lot of us might be thinking about the healthier times to come on January 1st. We might be thinking about all the things we're going to be doing on the new year. And that's pretty crazy of us in our little minds to sit around and wait and to let bad habits go and to say, well, I had this cool habit that worked for two weeks and then I gave it up and I haven't done it. So now it's just gone. Like, no, it doesn't have to be gone. Mm -hmm. You can get back on at any time. It might sound familiar. You, in our words, is typically, I'll start Monday. That's right. Tomorrow. My diet starts tomorrow. Next month. That's right. The first. That- like, we always set the next predetermined date, and we could just be living into what is right now and do our best in that moment mm-hmm. to reach as best we can of that goal we set. And I love all of the books we've read this last few months. Going back to Brene Brown and Daring Greatly, the 10-minute walk is better than the 30-minute run I didn't go on. Mm-hmm. And being okay when you're you are hanging off that wagon a little bit, but you're still attached. Mm-hmm. And even You're if you not fall off, just clip it. That's right. Even if you fall off, run along, get back on there. Mm-hmm. You can do it. Um, yeah. So in that, we were kind of chatting about this before we started. Oh, that makes me think of um, because I had this in my mind, like the image of someone falling off a wagon and then like running to catch up, and it makes me think of. Um, I think it's a Kundalini yoga saying with Yogi Bhajan, but I've heard it through Jerry, who we mentioned on the last podcast, Green Goddess Jerry. But she said (laughs) in her Kundalini workshop um, a while back now, but keep up and you will be kept up. Oh. And I just think that's so profound. Like there's so many levels you can take it on. And And you will be kept up. It's so encouraging Mm -hmm. in that way. And to keep up. Keep it up. Like, keep up. It's okay if you have a few days of rest. It's okay if you take child's pose. It's okay if you eat candy for five days. (laughs) Keep up, though. Like, come back to it. Mm -hmm. And it'll be fine, darling. It's 
It's not the end of the world. That's right. (laughs) And I think having that dose of self-compassion and not getting stuck in the sadness of, oh, I failed and now I'm just in this hole Mm -hmm. of pity and despair. Mm -hmm. Like, no, girl, climb out. Mm -hmm. Keep up. Yeah. Keep it up. And that makes me think of Rachel Hollis. Just you sounded like her and her. She's an awesome lady. Wrote Girl, Wash Your Face. Has a badass podcast. A lot of badass things going on. But one of the things that we were working on in starting these uh, morning rituals was uh, inspired by her her, um, last 90 days drive. And it kind of highlights that in the beginning of October, hey, you got 90 days left in this year. Are you going to wait till the new year, like we were just mentioning, Mm -hmm. to start over? Or are you going to start setting these habits now that can really boost your success come New Year's, like for real? Like you'll have had three months of practice to get you there. So this is all part of that practice. Think about this happening in February or late January and you'd be all disappointed. And Rachel's 90 days was just in a random whim we decided I was gonna not drink in October and I did have a few days off the wagon because there was a birthday and a wedding and I was like this is a Saturday and I'm gonna do this today and tomorrow mm-hmm. I'll go back and it was very successful yeah you were lots of success it was great yeah, yeah. and just like lots s- of success just like well just like <laughs> just Sally was saying with her plantober I wasn't doing that for any reason I right. lost like five pounds it was just an experiment. I had really awesome awesome productive times at home it was like i felt felt like i my carb cravings decreased there were so many good things that happened from that just little decisions you can just decide i'm gonna give this up like sally did and have a whole new Mm -hmm. look about you and you know and not to be so attached to well i'm gonna do this forever or if i stop doing this it's terrible it's just an experiment and anything we ever try is just that and we're the only ones holding ourselves to or from it and i think that's so important to recognize that we could do it for each other we can keep ourselves accountable with each other but really i mean it's got to come down to how bad do i want to be this other way how bad do I want to see myself change and what am I willing to do to make that happen and I love coming at it from a place of abundance I'm going to do this because I love myself Mm -hmm. not I'm going to do this because I'm trying to change or I'm going to do this because I have bad behaviors I'm trying to you know eliminate from Mm -hmm. myself it's like no I'm gonna I am going to come at this from a place of self-love yes and then that success will probably be amplified because of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> probably. And inquiring within and giving myself permission to take the reins. That's How, right. What do I really want? That's right. How do I really want to be not driven by these conditionings or these other people or whatever is leading us in a direction that doesn't feel like the ritual we want to be ritualizing? Mm-hmm. So what do we want to invite? Katie. So since we had this morning, it was a morning and evening ritual. We have a book from Dragon Tree called Rituals of Transformation. It's a 108-day guide. Yeah, and the Dragon Tree talks a lot about rituals. Their Rituals for Transformation book guides you through this whole process of the mind and the body and letting things go and this journal and meditation aspect. But in their book, The Well Life, they talk about rituals being keys to success and how we are so deliberate in the way we set them up and the way that they're executed and the the really the byproduct of you doing it daily. It's not so much you doing it daily. It's what that leads to, you know, and that is... Oh man, how many avenues opens up when you're allowing your mind to be, to mm-hmm. work its way into your consciousness, which is crazy that we have to say that, Mm -hmm. but that is meditation, allowing your mind to speak to itself. Um, so with that, or to listen to itself. Oh yes. Even more. 
And with that in mind, um, I was chatting with Monica before the start saying, I really want to get back into that. And so you had this great. Yes. Um, thinking about how we want to set goals for ourselves to invite new things in. Um, one of my teachers, Gia Conda Parker mentioned, well, you're, you know, you're going to have objections. You can probably think of a lot of them right off the bat. So write down right now, think of yourself in that moment of I'm in my bed. I got to wake up 20 minutes early because I made this promise to myself to do yoga. What are the excuses I'm going to come up with? Like, cause we know we've got them. And so write them down now. Think about all the reasons or all the reasons you would say no to the thing you've said you're going to do and then combat them now. So, so we made my, we made a little Katie list. <laughs> um, I decided I want to start. I, I rewind real quick was doing a meditation in the morning and it was really challenging for me in that time. I was <laughs> in those two weeks I was being good on the wagon. Um, I found myself getting really tired. So I, a friend of mine, a friend of ours, Rachel and I were chatting about it and she was like, why don't you try your meditation at night? So I love that. We make rituals and we realize something's just not quite vibing. We are allowed to go inside, recognize what that is and change it up. Mm-hmm. So my new plan is, my new Katie November plan, well, it's actually going to be like a December plan, <laughs> um, is 10 to 20 minutes of yoga in the morning. I started with 20 and Monica's like, hold the phone. <laughs> Little bits. Start small. We're doing none now. So let's just give a little buffer. So it's not so high expectations. Exactly. And if you're into it at 10 minutes, stay on the mat and keep rolling. Mm -hmm. Like give yourself that permission to expand it, but don't be so bogged down by that. Oh, 20 minutes. Gosh, that's nearly a whole program on Netflix. Oh man, (laughs) I should just keep watching. And then I'll do a five to 10 minute quiet time at night. And I really enjoy this and encourage it because it's something that's very accessible and doable. Most of us can find the 10 minutes in the morning and just five minutes in the afternoon, in the nighttime to give ourselves time to be present. It's so important in the next few months as crazy hustle bustle gets going. So I came up with some list. <laughs> so I came what? up with a list as Monica suggested of my Excuses. Excuses. (laughs) Yeah. That's the blunt term. Very first one. I'm wrapped up in my blanket and it's 6 a.m. and my alarm's going off and it's cold. Mm, I don't want to get out of bed. So Monica's like, okay, so you're going to get your robe out, your fuzzy robe, and you're going to get your little slippers. Maybe you're going to set up a little heater the night before next Mm -hmm. to your yoga mat Mm -hmm. and get your blanket out there if you need to. I mean, whatever you're... Because if you're cold in one way, you're probably going to keep saying, well, that's not warm enough. That's right. <laughs> Put all the things out. Give yourself a warming sensation. Hot mm-hmm. tea or the coffee. The coffee idea. That was the next one. I'm sleepy. I'm sleepy in right. the morning. I don't want to get up. So I'll make my coffee the night before. Tonight, I'm going to go home. After leaving Monica's house, I'm going to set my coffee pot up. I'm going to get my little robe out next to my bed. I'm setting myself up for success because this guy is starting tomorrow. <laughs> um, and uh, another excuse I'm too busy. I don't have time for that. Well, that's kind of a mind hack. You know, time exists. It's out there. So you have time for things. Mm -hmm. What do you, where does your time go? What are you going to make time for? Yeah. Kind of go back to our POV uh, episode. Yes. Optimize, prioritize, optimize, visualize. That's right. I'd give you the title, but I can't remember it. (laughs) Oh, Time to time, time, time. Episode 40. How did we forget that? <laughs> That's so good. We're like talking about making time. Like what was the name what of that? What was the name of that one? about time? Time to time, time, wow. time. Wow. That's great. 
Um, another excuse I might have if I am kind of new to getting into the daily yoga practice again, I maybe did something crazy. Maybe I'm sore. Mm, yeah. What should I do? I'm too sore for yoga, Monica. I can't do it. I'm too sore. The great thing about yoga is that it can meet you wherever you are. Oh. Yeah. And so instead of doing anything super strength-based or super challenging, you mm-hmm. can invite a very nice either restorative or a stretch-based, a stretch oh. and release, a deep mm. yin practice, hold some things, you know, just one pose where you just like get deep into it, that restorative. I mean, we got 10 minutes. So well, it doesn't have to be some big sequenced, showy, flowy, extreme thing. Just give it the time and let the consistency build itself. So what you're saying is I can just roll over into a child's pose and just fall back asleep there. <laughs> and that counts as my daily yoga. Focus on your breath. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it will. <laughs> um, and then also an excuse I might have would be I wouldn't be sure what sequence to do what flow to do well there's a lot of great resources out there youtube has tons of free yoga classes we're both members of online yogaglow.com haven't used it in months pay for it every day it's awesome maybe you want personalized (laughs) yoga sessions though and you're looking for a teacher that does things through skype online whatever you're interested in and you might call me because i do that monnie b mcgee www.handcraftyoga.com we could help you get set up for your yoga practice even if it is just 10 minutes on Mm. First thing in the morning. Mm, mm. Side note plug. Shameless. Yeah, I, shameless. I get that for free through our friendship. Um, we signed the documents. Agreement, yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. Friendship documents. <laughs> and above all, and without anything else, we just must be flexible, mm-hmm. pun intended, because <laughs> I'm doing my morning yoga routine. Um, if there is a day that I skip it, not just letting it go like I did last time and letting 18, day 18 and 19 come and go. I have to say, too, it takes less than 30 seconds to complete one sun salutation or less than a minute, for sure, depending on how slow you breathe, how slow you're moving quickly, whatever. Mm. I move very slowly. So it takes me about 40 seconds to complete one round. One is like 40 seconds. Like I'll feel better from one stretch up, one big fold, Mm -hmm. and however many, like 10 deep breaths within that whole series. And that is like one minute changes And very likely once you've done that one time... You're probably going to, it's like eating one potato chip. Exactly. My You're minimum, not going to do just one. If I end up with that, my minimum will be three because I like to think in threes. It's the beginning, the middle, and the end. This is my last one. Okay, I'm done. And if all I was going to do is sun salutations, I might just, and I didn't have very much time, I might do nine. I do three that are the beginning, three that are the middle, and three that are the end. You have a beginning, a middle, and an end of each phase. And you can let any time, anything in your life be that way. Is this the beginning? Is this the middle? Is this the end? Am I going to know that it's just going to cycle over again so it doesn't Mm. really matter? And I love that as far as emotions go. When the negative emotion strikes you, knowing that positive emotion is eventually going to cycle back. And when you're in that positive zone, knowing that it's not going to last and it's going to eventually cycle back to negative. Winter (gasps) is only a season. And how terrifying it would be if we didn't know that it was just a season. Right. Everything, guys, comes in seasons. We're looking forward to the waves and the seasons and the celebrations that are upon us in this time. Mm-hmm. And most of all, listening to it all through our own bodies, through our own paying attention, and through the willingness to see each other's light and know we have it too. Namaste. <laughs> yeah. And respecting the continuous quest 
and finding the rituals that work for you. Because where meditation might work for one and yoga works for another, another energy person has to go for awesome runs, Mm -hmm. you know, and other people need to dance it out. And there are so many available resources to connect to the higher power or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. One of those is a writing exercise. Yes. So you must experiment. And we recommend experimenting with this. See if it suits you and then go try something else and see if it suits you. But right now, get out your pen and your paper and your timer and your open mind and your sense of humor. Go ahead and smile because you're here now with Katie and Monty about to write fucking awesome story hell yeah get your pen and pad we are going to give you jamie cat callens the writer's toolbox our og writer's guide what started this whole thing we are going to give you the wheels today which includes a protagonist an action a goal and an obstacle we're going to give all of these things to you at one time and you're going to set your timer for seven to ten minutes press pods on the podcast Write your little hearts out, judgment free. This mm-hmm. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. It all matters. It really matters. Starting with Iris, the psychoanalyst, who has a goal to get rich. This story involves an action, learning to foresee the future. Because her obstacle is the inspector. Ooh. So we've got Iris, the psychoanalyst. The goal is to get rich. Someone's going to learn to foresee the future. But there's that dang pesky inspector you got to look out for. (laughs) So set your timer for maybe nine or ten minutes. Nine or ten. However long you'd like. Create your own ritual. This is ours. Clearly we're ritualized. (laughs) That's right. Do your best. Those were fun. Yes, indeed, they were. I have to say that I started um, a story and then I totally, I was making a different character, the protagonist, and I was so worried about where it was going, but the ideas that I had were this other route. And I tried to go back and write the story with Iris as the protagonist and I just couldn't. And so I had to go back to my original idea. And so there's there's a little bit of a twist. Okay. I'm looking forward to it. And how did that make you feel? She asked me again. It was like she knew I was onto her. Last week, she'd correctly predicted the futures of three of my buddies at the station, but none of those losers had the courage to wear a wire. They thought she'd sense it. Like they actually believe her. This lady, Iris, is clearly just a scam artist who's using people to get rich. Just like a modern-day Professor Marvel, she must be using social media or looking in our wallets to determine what's going to happen. There's no way she's actually actually able to predict the future, is there? That's why I was here, to get to the bottom of this. Inspector McGillicuster, here to psychoanalyze the psychoanalyst. But I have to say, she hasn't given me anything to work with yet. Just those basic bored therapist questions... Lots of note-taking and slow, frustrating nods. Does she know I'm wearing a wire? 
Can she really tell the future like they say she can? Our time's up for today, Mac. See you again next week. I nodded sheepishly. I would get to the bottom of this. This lady will not get rich on my watch. You'll prepay with reception. Have a nice day. (laughs) He's totally paying for another session. Yeah, he's like, no. Anyway, I invented a new character and he's my protagonist. She's fun. I want to know more about her. Yeah. Because he's, he thinks she's, I mean, he's on the fence, clearly. She might actually have some powers. and I mean, that's why he's there. And she's withholding them from him because she knows he's wearing a wire because he's trying to, like, get her. Somehow, there's a weird thing. There's a weird thing going there's on. There's a weird thing. Yeah. Maybe you can write more about it. Hopefully. I hope so. Anyway. What's Good your story, weird story? Brand. Good story, Good story. Thanks. Okay. I had a weird story. <laughs> I stepped into my new office, somewhat torn between bewilderment and awe. It was on the 99th floor of the brand new Grand Central Hotel overlooking downtown Manhattan. My leather chair felt like a cloud. There was a knock at my door, and just like that, my first client had come and gone. I couldn't believe the amount on the check. I never imagined getting this kind of money in a year, let alone in a session. Let me back up. This all started last year when I was working as a volunteer therapist at a halfway house, just trying to get enough sessions under my belt to get hired by family practice. I'm a psychoanalyst by degree, but no one would think of hiring me until I had experience in the field. That's when the vision started. I just knew it was about to take off. I was going to get rich. I just knew it. I started feeling my future, seeing it. High-rise office, just like the one I'm in now. Sharp suit, my name plaque, iris sailor, and gleaming gold on my desk. Then I started hearing what my clients needed, and I would have visualization work with them. It was like I would see into their future. Whatever we saw together just came true. I wasn't sure if I could see the future or just make and just make it happen, or if they were the ones making it happen. But needless to say, my clients started noticing. I got big and fast, and now here I am. The inspector looked at me then. So, kid, you're telling me that at 33, fresh out of college, you've made this of yourself. I don't believe it. You're an imposter. Then I sat him down. I told him he had to do the work with me. I asked him to envision his dream life. I asked him to write everything out in details. We sat there, eyes closed, and saw it together. He stood up. He looked shaken and said, If it doesn't work, I'm going to come back. (laughs) I'll get you for fraud. (laughs) And there he is now on TV, chief of the new practice, just like he said he'd want it. I closed my eyes and I thought of kindness, Thanksgiving, and mm, cheese. I'll have some mac and cheese for dinner. (laughs) wow why is that a weird story that was like the most sensible logical way you could have put those things together it was so good so you're like it was weird weird. (laughs) that was so on point with everything we've been talking about and the way you full circled it in a lot of ways that was really great look at me go look at you go you're so funny I was preparing to be confused. Like I, I thought know. it was going to be confusing. confusing. Like she said, it's weird. It doesn't know if it'll make sense. I didn't know. You're hilarious. I'm glad it makes sense. <laughs>
Yay, friend. Protag- yeah, did you write your protagonist? Did you switch it up for the antagonist? How did your story go? I want to know. Would you share it with us mm-hmm. at KT and Moni at gmail.com? You're asking me. And I was like, I mean, I think it was pretty obvious. I could tell by your face. (laughs) Oh, them. Oh, there's other people out there. We're just hanging out. We're doing our thing. That's hilarious. Yeah. Tell us about your story. Yeah. Do your thing. And whatever you do, share the love. Right here. Right now. Bye. Bye. And I have a feeling that you might think these bloopers are funny. We couldn't let them go into the abyss of technology without you hearing them. So, enjoy. Right here? Do you always say it? I always say it first because in the beginning you always say it first in the pre-recorded one. I just feel like we trade off sometimes so I'm like waiting. I'm sorry. The times I've said it were probably just... That's the blooper. No, I think it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Should we do it again? Yeah, you should say it first. (laughs) Right here. Right now.